0: It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear. And, man, am I excited today. We have got a fantastic guest in the studio. My guest today is a wife and mother an artist, a surfer, the owner of Flagler Surf Art and Stuff, a community advocate and philanthropist, and breast cancer survivor. From reimagining Flagler Beach's annual 4th of July celebration, to co-creating the Josh Cruz writing project, to raising $40,000 in 40 hours in a dune restoration drive, to starting a successful restaurant gift card campaign during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic for overworked nurses and hospital staff, this amazing human being has made a positive impact that can be felt far and wide. She's also the person who coined and trademarked the slogan, please don't make me cross the bridge. How about it? Please welcome the amazing Carla Klein. Carla, it is so great to see you. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: That was an epic introduction. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Well, thank you for being here. It is absolutely my pleasure. And, you know, as you hear that litany of amazingness, what do you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear all of that just great, to stuff that you've done. And obviously, that just scratches the surface. But what what comes to mind for you?
1: Um, well, first, I was like, wow, this guy really did his homework. <laughs> There's a lot of Google searches. Um, uh, I, you know, right at the moment, I feel like I'm a loss for words, which is very unusual. Um, it's something that I am deeply proud of. Um, I definitely feel like it wasn't at all planned, so it's not something I think about or um, sit with very often unless somebody brings it up. And every once in a while, it can be a little overwhelming because people, you know, once you do something, it's like, I won't say it's expected, but um, you feel the pressure to like do things again. Um, And uh, I definitely had no inclination of any saving the world or doing anything of that nature. It just kind of there would be a, that, a need that arose, and if I could fit it, then I was going to make an effort to do so.
0: So I, I, I want to explore that for just a bit. So let's talk first about the, the pressure sometimes to do the next thing. Is it a pressure at all to raise the bar even higher, or is it just to – there? there's something that needs to be done – No one else is stepping up to do it. It is my place to do something about it. What what do you think about when you see something that's happening that you feel that you can contribute to some way?
1: Uh, Funny enough, it's actually almost none of those things. I have this visualization now. Um, I I have the uh, propensity to take on more than I feel like I should. And that could be anything, like whatever, I'm going to make sandwich, you know, who knows what it is. And so there was a point in my time in my life where I was like, Oh, my gosh, like, I need to kind of thin out, you know, what's going on in my life, because I always said, I do a lot of things, but none of them very well. Um, So I was like visualizing, you know, I would plant a tree. And then I'd be like, Okay, that I've kind of need to thin out the forest and dig a hole and then something else would fill right into it. So I've kind of given up on the fact that my life is not going to be full and just resigned myself to it. And and it really, you know, when it just, it's not that I ever go searching for anything. It just kind of just happens. It falls into my place. And now I'm just kind of like, it's going to be okay. You'll get whatever needs to get done. I have learned to say no, but um, I feel that what's so awesome is that once you are in a community for a long time, you can help connect the person with someone else that might be able to help them. So it's never a no. It's just like, I might find someone that's better fit to help you achieve your goal. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I am getting better at navigating things, but I definitely have given up on things just easy, like becoming easier and not as crazy. <laughs> like, well,
0: well let, let, let's talk about saying no because that's very important. I mean, that's a very powerful word. Yes. Very powerful word. So, Help us understand what type of boundaries you've established for yourself around saying no, so how do you decide what to say yes to and what to say no to
1: well i'll I had the best advice a long time ago from Rebecca de lorenzo um and it was so funny because it was when you mentioned the Fourth of July it was the fourth of July I was pregnant with my daughter, I had a flower shop, and I really did not have time to take on doing the 4th of July activities. But I was just like, this is not going how I remember it. It's not fun. You know, it could be so much better. And so I had approached, she was in charge of the chamber at the time. And I approached her and I said, listen, I have a bunch of ideas. And she kind of, I mean, it's shocking looking back. She kind of handed it over to me, not, you know, obviously the scheduling of 4th of July in itself, but I basically got to take over the park and do everything, you know, that for the day and night. And so, it went, and I think it was like two days of, uh, of, of activities. And I had, you know, I brought back this little pageant and I had a hot dog eating contest and we did watermelon eating contest. I had the band and I mean, I was in the park for literally like three days. My buddy had just owned a landscaping company and we actually brought in, he like had a piece of heavy equipment and brought in palm trees. I mean, we decked it out. Um, and then after I broke out in hives, I was a mess. (laughs) So after it was said and done, Rebecca said, be careful because now people are going to ask you to do all kinds of things and you're going to have to learn how to say no. And I'll never forget that. And I was like, what? You know, I never been asked to do anything. So I was like, oh, that won't happen. And then I realized like something would come my way and it was like, It might tug at my heartstrings, but it wasn't the right fit. And so I was like, no, but, you know, I might be able to have someone that can help you. And now I feel fortunate enough that um, I pretty much do the things that fulfill me and that I like to do because a, am going to do it well and I'm not going to get grumpy about, you know, volunteering. Um, once you've said yes, and then you don't want to do it anymore. So, um, yeah, I, I've gotten to the point where it's like I'm on certain boards that I like because that fulfills me and I like the people. Um, and and I kind of, you know, it's like, okay, I have a community thing and I have this thing and I have this thing. And I, have, I make sure that I spread it out so it's kind of equal that I'm helping, you know, a well-rounded group of folks.
0: Yeah, beautiful. So uh, kind of along a similar vein, what are some of the values, some of your own personal values and or philosophies that guide your life and guide the decisions that you choose to make?
1: Um I don't – I really don't have anything like substantial that's like this is how I organize, you know, whatever. I do – I do realize, or I have, I saw a pattern, so I have that website, FlaglerSurf.com, and it has a pretty good reach to people, and I have decided, because once you start promoting one thing, then, so, you know, something else, and then you'll just be endlessly trying to navigate through people that need, you know, promotion, and I felt like that I would use for environmental purposes, um, so if it's an environmental cause, and, you know, we pick up garbage every month, and, like, trash is my thing, <laughs> Cigarette butts. Um, So if it's environmental, then I've utilized that voice largely to like help facilitate environmental purposes and causes. Um, I definitely have a thing for kids. Um, And so that's where like the Josh Cruz writing project came into play. And so it's like, you know, the education foundation, I think, helps connect um, kids to more of a purpose in life in the sense of like when I went up through the education system, Um, I felt like nothing really, you know, connected with me. Although I did want to be on radio, which is so crazy. Here we Um, go. um, Fulfilling um, a dream. Check the list. Um, Yeah, I I was going to go to school to be a radio DJ, but I quit. Um, But it was like I felt what I see now and how kids are getting like sparked you know, because something just ticks with them. And it's not just sitting in a desk. It's someone comes in with a career that actually appeals to them and they're getting to go into that and actually facilitate what is being done in a day-to-day basis in that career rather than just reading about it or, you know, seeing it on a projection screen. That was old, right? projection screen. Um, So uh, yes, helping kids with the education and making it more just exciting.
0: So you have those things that obviously resonate with you that are very important. Yes. Excellent. And then Flagler Beach.
1: And of course. we got to plug my little town.
0: All things Flagler Beach. (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, since you brought up the the Josh Cruz writing project, when you co-created that with Joe Rizzo, the vision that you had for that, is it – Larger the vision is it equal to what it has become? Is it different than what it has become? Is it exactly what you were hoping it would become?
1: It is, it is different. Um, what I imagined was it was so different, and I'll tell you what that was, but it hasn't become something that I just feel is amazing. You know, so just because it's different doesn't mean it's disappointing or not wonderful. Um, I had no. I think. I think really what floors me and what is just amazing is the children that are affected or benefit from it, and when you hear the stories and and the the deep down goal of it was um, giving writers a voice. I felt like they you know, sports has a lot of money and attention. Um, the art is visual, so it's easy to, like, applaud, you know, people that are artistically capable. But the writers are the quiet ones. You might not even know that they're writers. You know, it's not like not every kid can be on the paper or has that um, ability to even join. You know, they're not. They're the quiet. Some of them are the quiet kids. And I felt like they needed a more of a voice. Um, And so doing that, um, the writing project, it helped give some of those kids voices. And like some of them have to get up and say like they speak, you know, the pieces that they've written now, which is amazing because public speaking is huge. If you can conquer that fear, like that'll put you so far ahead. Communication is just tremendous. It's what we all need to work on. So um, so that part has achieved it. Giving the writers a voice. I mean, the fact that we have a creative writing club at every school. Um, we published this book. I mean, this project has been going on. I forgive me. I'm like twelve years, maybe now. Um, so that that has has achieved the vision. What uh, what I was really headed to, obviously, was uh, I was after something I had found online, and it was a storefront. It was actually like a huge group or a building or whatever, but it had a storefront in the front where they raised money selling things. And so like one of the um, book clubs was in like San Francisco. So the whole storefront was like Bigfoot stuff, things that were made. It was hilarious, off the wall kinds of, you know, take home, like whatever, um, keepsakes, kitschy things. And then in the back was like this creative center, um, where the kids would work on, you know, fl- newsletters, books, whatever. And it had art too with it. So it was like a creative center. And then like the, they would learn also how to like sell and, you know, do business in front. It was, it was pretty awesome. I, it, that dream has not gone away good that's gonna that might happen
0: well you know like like most things sometimes it takes a while for things to germinate right the (laughs) seed is there totally and i'm sure that you're continuing to add fertilizer and who knows where that could eventually take us so carla we are going to take a quick break here to thank our amazing sponsors my friends you are listening to business minds coffee chat we will be right back don't you go anywhere
1: There's no business like show, business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're about to release our new season of professional touring shows. Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy.
0: This is Jay Shear. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur trying to figure out how to improve and achieve greater results? If so, I'm speaking to you. I provide the tools, coaching, and accountability you need to gain clarity around your personal and professional goals, remove the excuses holding you back, build the mindset, leadership skills, and proven strategies to grow your business and become the best version of yourself. To learn more or to apply for my coaching services, call 904-236-0431 or visit jshearbusinessconsulting.com. All right, we're back, and again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I'm in the studio today with a very special guest, Carla Klein. We're having an awesome conversation so far. We're gonna keep that conversation going, and you know, Carla, I'm I'm curious with all that you have done up to this point and the things that we've already talked about, the things I mentioned at the opening of the show, what would surprise all of us to learn about you?
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The first things that come to mind, I can't tell on the radio, Um, what would surprise me? I wish I knew how to play the banjo. I don't know. Banjo, <laughs> right. I like that. Ironically, <laughs> at
0: Creekside Festival, one of the musicians came right by where I was standing carrying a banjo, and he was getting ready to leave, and I said, Hey, can you play a quick tune for me? And he just started to oh, wail away on the banjo. So I love it. <laughs> it
1: the was, banjo so, much was fun. so much fun. It was so much fun. It is.
0: So I know there's something else that you could share with us that would surprise us to learn about you.
1: Um I mean, I'm just a regular person that goes through every day thinking that I'm not always good enough and that I can do better and I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes it's good to know that people all have the same problems. So I have trouble with my children. I have trouble, you know, figuring out my business. I have trouble sorting out what's actually important in life. You know, I have trouble eating my vegetables. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> All part of the human experience, right? right?
1: Yes. But um, I would say that I largely am a, a very positive person, almost to the point where it's kind of annoying, I'm sure, to some people, because I'm like, well, you know, it could have been worse. And they're like, go away. Um, and so I have learned through struggling, I I struggled when i was younger like when i i did depression i had very i had a very hard time in middle school high school and then in my early 20s um and then i went to uh this lady i don't know if she was an actual psychologist like a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. um and she was the most she was fabulous and i remember her saying well just get over it and i was like wait but I want you to be like, yeah, they are terrible, and you should be sad or angry. And she was like, nope, just get over it. You want to carry that around for the rest of your life? And I was like, darn, she's right. And um, I carry that with me. Like I try to easily get over things. And if I find myself being a human and being envious or you know jealous or whatever, it's either I have something to learn. And it can motivate me, usually business-wise, I would say. Like you look at the successes of other people and it's like I falter. I'm like, God, I've been trying to sell this stupid shirt for seven years and I'm still feeling in the same place. And then I'm like, well, you know, there's been other things that have come in my life and it wasn't important, but I always learn something. And it makes me like get back on the horse and go a little faster. Um, so I don't know. I now I have like lost train of thought, so that's something that people should know. I just can forget completely what I was talking about. In well, the there sentence. you go. <laughs> you, ju-
0: you just shared something with us. <laughs> right. Well, I appreciate you, you kind of taking us down that path a little bit and sharing some of your earlier experiences in life. Because look, I mean, the reality is we're all on a similar journey, right? Our path may look a little bit different. Right. We may each have different experiences, but we all go through the stuff, yes. right? And it's how we... Look at it it 's the approach that we take it 's what we choose to do, and the meaning that we attach to those things that really make the biggest difference so I, I want to touch on something that you mentioned and I, and I'm curious when it comes to beliefs right personal beliefs, what is something that you believed about yourself early in life that you discovered later wasn't true? something that you believed about yourself? early in life that you discovered later was not true
1: i mean the first pretty much the only not why well, i can't say the only thing I, nothing else comes to mind uh that you're just not good enough i mean isn't that what most of us deal with that we're just not good enough um i would say a hundred percent that i just wasn't good enough and then looking back you know, you're like, I was good enough. Like, that is ridiculous. It, a friend of mine one time, she was like, you know, we should all just give ourselves a big hug because you look back at those pictures of yourself when you're 15 and you're bathing in suit and you thought how fat you were and you weren't. <laughs> like, it's terrible how we are awful to ourselves. So I, I try not to think about that stuff. There's so many other things to think about. Um, I mean, but we're normal, and we're, we go through it. But I really um, – I, I, my mom, the other day, she was like, you know, you just look like you're growing or glowing, growing. Um, my hair is growing. but um, And I was like, well, you I always knew that I should be grateful for everything, and I have tried to appreciate the stu- everything in my life, and I think I do a pretty okay job of it. I said, but would you feel like you really could have almost died? you start to, you feel a little bit different. Like it's not worth holding on to certain things. It's not, it's just not important. There's a, there's so many things that are just not important anymore. And it wasn't important before, but now I'm able to say yes more, which is kind of cool. Cause I was always like, well, you know, this and this, I mean, I'm not going to take my family financially bankrupt or anything, but I definitely say yes more because I realized the opportunity may not come again or, you know, or something could happen in that sense. So, yeah.
0: Very good. Yeah. So, so Carla, what is the greatest gift that life has given you that you didn't realize at the time?
1: Hmm. I don't know how to really put that into words, but I do have a great story that kind of changed my life completely. And it was, I had dropped out of college and was working at Snack Jacks. And really just was had no real purpose. I mean, I was fine. But I, I wasn't really looking. And I just wasn't doing anything. Um, and I decided. I was at a party. And some people were talking about going to California. And I had decided that I was going with. And I invited myself along on this trip. And my dad told me I was ridiculous. That I never should follow anybody. That I should know where I was going. So I had re- like. Okay, I'll I'll do the trip myself. A friend was going to come with me, and then she ended up not being able to go. But I was like, I am driving to California, and that is what's happening. So I was nineteen, and I had this little rusty pickup truck, and I had all my AAA maps, and I mean, I did not have air conditioner. It was a stick shift. I had everything I owned in this. Funny little car, and took me four days. I had never even driven in traffic, but one time in Orlando, (laughs) I drove all the way to California in this little '89 Ford Ranger.
0: You're going all in. I
1: was going. Um, I had a destination. It was a friend that he would split time between his parents. So one lived here and one lived in California. So he was in California for the summer with his um, mom. Um, So. I did have a place to stay. I my friend before I left, Lisa had given me a business size scrap of piece of paper, and it was two first names, Brenda and Jen, and a phone number. And she's like, "When you get out there, you should call them up. They surf. They're from Vero Beach, you know." And I was like, "All right." Well, I get to California, and I'm hanging out, and I'm meeting people, and I'm actually was pretty shy. Like it wasn't the easiest for me to like talk to people. Um, So I'm meeting people and starting to feel I'm looking for a job. And my buddy Sean's like, I I have a friend that needs a roommate in, you know, a town couple um, place. It was in Carlsbad. I was in Encinitas. So we drive to Carlsbad and I meet the two guys, John and Craig were their names. And they had this little extra room and I felt very safe and that they were pretty cool so i was agreed to take the room and it all i had was this little single bed well we're sitting in the living room and the door is open and we're just kind of hanging out watching tv drinking beers probably and this girl like ba- like literally walks into the house and walks in and says hey my name's brenda i live across the street i saw you guys hanging out and wanted to invite you over and it's like brenda she's like yeah my roommate jen and i was like hold on a minute and I go and I find this goofy little piece of paper that I did not lose and it said Brenda Jen their phone number and I said is this your phone number she was like yeah and I was like are you kidding me like wow. I <laughs> moved in across the street from the only people I was told to meet in the entire state I did not know where they lived I did not know their last names I was not actually going to call them um, and that was just incredible and it kind of set a tone and um, Not so much that I rely on everything will work out, but the magic of life exploded. And when it continues to happen, you kind of can just rest assured that if you're on the right path, like good things will work, will happen and come your way.
0: Wow. I love that story. That is so good. So I saw you at a presentation recently where you shared your breast cancer story. And You did such an amazing job of telling the story with the right amount of authenticity and emotion and love and humor and just all the things that just kind of make up a lot of who you are. And it landed so well, as you know, and it's kind of bringing tears to my eyes right now as I'm thinking about it. So let me take a deep breath. So with all of that said, I, the something that really stuck with me as I was listening to you share that story was around Bright Lines and finding the good, finding a nugget of goodness in everything that has transpired throughout your journey. And you said earlier that you're a positive person. But it is remarkable to me, and I'm I'm acknowledging you on this, but I it's remarkable to me that you have the mindset that you do and that you're able to look at any situation and find that piece of goodness, that lesson that you can learn. I that's remarkable. I, I would love it in our brief amount of time here for you to just share with us in a couple – a few – a sentence or two what it takes for you to maintain a positive mindset through life's adversities. I know that may be a lot to ask in a short period of time, but what is it for Carla Klein?
1: It's hard to answer because I don't have to think about it. I mean, I feel very – and I don't think I realized it until people tell you that that's – that not everybody can do that. Like I really had no idea. Like I mean it's – you always – there's multiple choice answers for everything and it's like you could this, this, or this. And it's like I just choose this one. Um, and and it, I feel I am now more grateful than ever that I am able to do that and if I can help other people start to do that. Um because I really didn't have any idea that that was one of my gifts.
0: It is definitely a gift of yours, and thank you for sharing that. So as we're wrapping up our conversations, I would love it if you would give our audience and me a challenge. What would you challenge all of us to do?
1: Gosh. I guess when you're having a a rough moment, just take a second and smile because it makes you feel good and then follow that up with something that you can just be happy about something that you're thankful for and that will hopefully take you out of your moment and if we all did that more i think we would be at a happier place
0: (laughs) i love that one thank you for that challenge i appreciate that and for all of you that are listening right now i certainly hope that you heard exactly what carla said and that you are taking her up on that challenge and carla I want to thank you so very much for joining us today on Business Minds Coffee Chat. I am, as the shirt says that, by the way, you made for me, (laughs) I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for you sharing of your heart and sharing part of your story with us and just bringing your brightness to the community, which ultimately ripples out to the rest of the world. You do good. You feel good. You look good. And thank you for sharing that with all of us today.
1: Thank you for giving me the opportunity.
0: It is my pleasure. And for all of you, thank you so very much for listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. We greatly appreciate it. And we will be back next Saturday morning at 830. And until then, keep learning and growing. Keep spreading the love and keep doing the work to reach your potential. Take care, everybody.